The following episode might contain sensitive content that you might not be comfortable listening to. This will include topics such as self-harm, suicide, and alcoholism. If any of these things or anything related might disturb you, please proceed with caution or click off the video now. Is it better to burn alive in the fire or is it simply better to jump from the window and die a quick death? Hello? My name is Hazy, who killed Hazy, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Only Rainy Days podcast. The question that I brought up at the beginning is one that has been, uh, I don't remember exactly the source of that question. I believe it comes from a book, a philosophical book at that, but I don't remember exactly. I didn't do my due diligence uh, before I decided to record this, but nothing's new i don't do too too much but it's a very it's a very thought-provoking question which is is it better to fall or is it better to burn when faced with a seemingly unsolvable issue that will slowly seemingly burn at you until it kills you is it better to sit there and let it happen or do you jump from the window and see to it that it all ends and with the fire you know that there's an opportunity there's a chance that the fire could swell out it could stop but are you willing to endure the pain and the scars the injuries that it will take to see if it decides to stop so it's a very interesting and my my opinion a very thought-provoking question one that i don't think can be answered confidently by many and when you realize that the situation that i the question the hypothetical situation i've put you in with that question relates to how life feels at times it makes you start to question where you really are in life where you are in life how you feel about life and quite honestly you know where your mental state is overall let's use substitutes and let's just jump straight into it so there's no confusion you're sitting on a windowsill you're in your apartment or whatever 15 stories up there is a fire engulfing your room. There's no clear way out of the room and you are watching the fire ever so slightly get closer and closer and closer to where you're sitting in the room, your windowsill. All you can do is watch it. It's getting smoggier. It's getting harder to breathe. It's getting harder to think. And all you know is that looking out through the window is your one solace. You find solace in the window, but at the same time, if you decide to jump from said window, you guarantee your demise. The fire is getting closer regardless of how you feel and how you think. And and seemingly very soon, the fire will not allow you a different choice. If you do not decide to exit through the window, the fire will consume you. You have no clue. You know that the fire department is on the way. 
at any given point, this flyer could disappear. But in the same sense, you don't know if you want to take the chance. Do you want to risk getting burnt, getting burnt forever in the opportunity that you might be saved? Do you want to risk a slow and painful death over a quick and guaranteed one? If you think about that type of idea, you realize that it characterizes depression very properly. Depression and suicidal urges. The fire that you feel is creeping up to you. The fire that seemingly will not disappear despite being aware that there is a chance that it might disappear. It seems to ever so slowly but at the same time so quickly get closer to you unless you know that it is a prominent force and feeling in your life versus the fall the window the one opportunity to get away from all the smoke inside the building which would simply be the idea of taking your own life it's guaranteed at that point you know you don't have to feel the pain as if the fire was to overcome you and no one was to come to your aid or savior you know that if you decide to make that decision all the pain and suffering that you're already in from being unable to breathe and the future pain that you might be subjected to will finally disappear if you jump but is it worth it to jump without fully knowing how close the fire is to being extinguished that's the point of i guess what would be considered a metaphor here and i'm going to stop trying to use this example so hard to start talking more into what i've been thinking about and what i've been feeling and quite honestly if you've ended up somewhere inside this circle you might be looking for the same sort of answers or, you know, at the very least direction. You want to know what the hell the fire is. You want to know where the fire came from. Why is it here? And quite honestly, where's the fire department? You want to know if, is there a opportunity, a chance for this fire to disappear? That way you can go back to living life as normal you can replace the furniture and all the damage and just get back to living a regular life as opposed to being afraid about this fire ruining how you go about your day-to-day life and eventually taking your life if you don't decide to take action and take it anyway but the fire is scary we as humans know that fire is scary our ancient ancestors have figured that out people that the people and individuals that we have evolved from you touch the fire you shall be burnt it's not too different in depression the only difference between fire being a metaphor for depression and depression itself is that you can touch depression in a way that doesn't hurt There's no way to go about touching fire without getting hurt. Sure, you can do it quickly. You can swipe your hand over an open flame and you won't feel anything. You might feel like, oh, you know, my hand's a little hot. But you you won't feel actually burnt. You won't feel physical damage or harm from the action. With depression, there is a way to hold your hand into the flame 
and come out of it unscathed as if you were a member of the incredible five or whatever marvel superhero squad it is i don't remember the name quite honestly but there's a way to do it you can you can face your fears you can face previous events traumatic slightly traumatic non-traumatic but slightly uncomfortable you can face all of them and come out of it unscathed but it's not easy there's a way to go about it but even acknowledging that you have to realize that the fire will burn regardless the fire burns in such a way that you are almost you are bound to be hurt i think that's the i think that's a terrible feeling about depression in anything in relation to it you are 100 percent bound to be hurt at some point we don't know when we don't know how we don't know how much even you will be hurt from it but if you have the feelings of as if you are depressed or you are suicidal maybe a little bit of both most like hopefully not both but if the if the square rectangle rule kind of you know fits anything here if you're suicidal by any means chances are you're depressed you're gonna get hurt with the fire it's not to say that the fire isn't worth playing around with or in it's not to say that knowing that you'll be hurt from there the window is any better to deal with in my opinion you recognizing that this example is purely a metaphor and not legitimate circumstance i believe you should play in the fire i think it's quite absurd to not play in the fire you have a limited amount of time allotted to you and you have no clue how much time has been allotted to you you don't know what type of scenarios situations you will be put into you do not know the people that you will be fortunate or unfortunate to meet throughout your time if you are a biblical person or if you're not you have to realize that in a sense the universe already knows when your time is up without you truly knowing there's no way for you to know you can't sit here and tell me in sheer confidence that you will die on the 31st day after you turn 31 years old at approximately 8 hours and 45 minutes into that day you don't know you might be spiritual enough to believe that that's already predetermined or you know you'll just say that you'll die when you'll die the idea of how you view your own death and hopefully you don't even think about it to be honest that's not my concern my my purpose here of mentioning is that there is a number there will be a moment where you will not be here anymore physically with us it's sad to say but it is a grounding reality and it works into the old idea of yin and yang you know yin and yang in itself is that you don't know there's a little bit of good in the bad it's a little bit of bad in the good 
and that little that idea of opposites plays into the larger reality of life itself you wouldn't know what is good if you didn't understand what was bad you wouldn't cherish life the way that you cherish it if you didn't understand that death is around the corner it's not to say that death is good it doesn't feel good to lose people it doesn't feel good to know that one day your life will end as well but it's knowing that things will end eventually is what makes you hold on to it so tightly and losing sight of the of that is the reason why people start to lose grips on reality when you feel as if you're untouchable you're unkillable you're designed to treat yourself your life and your relationships as if they're extendable because you feel as if they will never end and day it will for it will end whether it be the fire or the fall but the fire is still a demon that needs to be looked in its eyes and you might sit here and wonder well why does the fire need to be looked at what am i supposed to do about the fire seemingly i have no way to deal with such fire by myself even though the magic about this fire that you don't understand is you have the potential to do so the fire is under your control or not to say that it's under your control but you have control on said fire just because it's burning doesn't mean that you can't find a way to put it out in the earlier you react the better your response will be if a fire starts at your front door you might be able to run into your kitchen and stop it with water in your faucet before it spreads even farther because you caught it early but in the same sense if that fire starts to annihilate everything in front of you and there seems to be no easy way out someone else can come and save you or you might find a new way to deal with it yourself if you find a way to deal with deal with it yourself it might be finding out how can i ask myself these correct type of questions and go through the scenarios that has haunted my life to the point where i could find the closure which will be in this giant metaphor a way of dousing out the flames and in the same sense someone else might be able to do that same thing for you or take the pain and the stress away of whatever you're feeling and all your feelings are valid that might be exactly what you needed to get out of how get out of the hell fire that is in front of you in that sense the fire department knocks on the door opens it and douses the fire with water you're saving grace you're an angel in a simple way to look at it firefighters will be your saviors your angels and those angels your saviors in this metaphor would just be your friends your counselor therapist psychiatrist whatever it might be but you might ask yourself okay so i understand where this metaphor is going you even explained it a little bit the fire is depression and the fall is suicide okay but what is this fire then what can you elaborate on what this fire might mean for me or might be at all i don't understand or i'm afraid of 
I'm afraid of it. Or I don't fully understand. And I just want more understanding about it. It's okay. You can do that. The fire, as previously mentioned, is depression. The feelings that you have feel the fire. All negative emotions feel the fire. However strong or weak that the emotions are. In the same sense, that belief, in the same sense that something might be as small as, oh man, I don't even know how to take care of my room properly. That's hilarious, you know. Seems to always be a little messy to something as large as, I feel incompetent enough to live my own life. I don't understand what's going on, and I don't believe my friends truly enjoy who I am. It all fuels the fire. The fire does not care what it is that keeps it going. Whether it be, you know, extra air, a rag, to a legitimate forest. The fire wants to rage on. It wants to spread itself as much as it can without regard for what it might hit. It is a virus. It is a virus, in a sense. And... Fire will find its fuel through any means necessary. It doesn't matter if it seems clear or not. And, you know, it might be fed by certain events. Sure, you know, breaking up with your significant other might be a source for it. That's not a good feeling. I will never tell you it's a good feeling. Losing them. Failing a class in school losing a family member even something as quote-unquote simple as chasing a dream and being slightly uncomfortable with the fact that it didn't hit the way that you thought it would on the first go depression finds its way into many if not almost all aspects of life which is why I consider it a demon. Demons have no regards for boundaries, have no regards for how it even got there. All it knows is where it is, and it starts to find out ways, starts to form ways to find its entry into any and every other point that it has in your life, similar to a fire. It doesn't matter. The fire will not contain itself to just the kitchen if the wooden floors that it is feasting on leads to the living room, the dining room, and all the way upstairs. The fire is indiscriminate in this type of example. It does not matter. It does not care. And some of the stupidest, some of the easiest things to avoid, some of the weirdest things will fuel this fire as well. Books hair bands, charger cables, you name it, it feeds in a realistic sense, grief, trauma, and uh, I'm I'm struggling to think of the right word to use here. So I think the word I will use will be, uh, let's go with unresolved. That unresolved potential. Let's use that. Potential as the key word here. Because I'm looking down at 
my journal to try to figure out where I can go about this. I know what I want to talk about here. I think potential is a better word than the two words I have written down, which would be depressive rocks. That's what I mean by potential. I'm sure at, I'm sure that at all of our, at some point in all of our lives, we have had a moment where we believe that we will be able to accomplish something. It's a goal. If you've ever had a goal, an idea of something that you want to see in life, something that you want to be in life, you have created a goal. So you know exactly what I'm feeling and what I'm saying. And I believe everyone has. What I mean when I say depressive rods, I mean not failing to meet that threshold simply because you are unable to. You're missing out on this opportunity because of your depression. Your depression puts you in a rot where puts you in a perpetual loop where you are destroying what you are able to provide to yourself and others in the long run. I believe that is the way that I want to phrase it. Excuse me, because that is a yawn because it is 520 in the morning as I record this episode. But that's the thing. That's what I believe. Depressive rock. You are essentially holding yourself back or something is holding you back that you are allowing to happen. And it's absurd. It's absurd that it happens that way. And to be honest, that's what I wholeheartedly truly believe it. Excuse me. These yawns are not stopping. When I think of depressive rods, I believe when I think of depressive rods, I think of scenarios and situations where I'm just not doing it right. But I'm not doing it right because I don't know better or I'm simply blinded by other things to even know better. The best example I can think of is TikTok, to be honest, (laughs) TikTok. And I pray that no one actually engages me on my thoughts about TikTok. At the very least, not anytime soon. But my feelings with TikTok are pretty bad. I don't like it. And I don't like it because it feeds into this idea I like to call depressive rot. Which is, it provides so much at one given point to the point. To the point where your brain starts to rot itself. Where you ignore the depressive rot. It's just rot. Uh, Raina, not Raina, where is that coming from? TikTok technology, impulsive information is rotting your brain in the same sense. Anything could really do it as long as it is toxic enough. All right. I use TikTok as a basis to speak about my discomfort with the idea that things will just send you backwards. You can find things that will not benefit you any and everywhere that you look in life you don't have to look hard necessarily to find things that will ruin your progression tiktok is just the easiest thing because it plays not only is it such a widely used app to the point where i'm willing to bet any person that ever hears this 
knows what TikTok is, if not have used it, or have used an alternative such as YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels. I believe everyone here knows exactly what I'm talking about. And it's playing into your depression. It's playing into why you feel bad. Even if you find comfort in the content that is brought up to you, it is short-formed. You are still taking in way too much information at once or so quickly, you don't fully understand what you've heard and what you're learning. And being able to absorb such fast-paced content ruins your ability to take in regular or even slow-paced content. And it will that issue will manifest itself in many ways. Whether it just be lectures, I can't listen to lectures, I can't watch lectures too, you know, I can't even have a coherent conversation with somebody I'm talking to in person because it's not fast enough or I'm not being stimulated enough. It's like a, it's a rot and you can find the same thing in many things to the point where it feels as if your brain activity has been lowered because of your actions. Vices is another whole route into feeling as if you have lost control and don't have control on what you're thinking and how much you can think and etc. Alcohol, especially, feel your brain starts to slow down. It's not good to slow down. It's good to slow down at times, but only when you're willing and only when you're willing and aware of it. Not jumping into the car as your friends are still moving it anything like that if you decide to make progress like that you need to 100% be aware of what's going on and accept any and all consequences that might come from it if you back away from either then I'll pray for you I'll pray for you I'll pray for you deeply and quite honestly, I hope that it does work out in your favor. I hope I get proven wrong. But it's just scary. It's scary. It's scary. It's scary. It's scary. It's absurd. It's absurd. It's stupid. I don't. And I think that's the problem. I don't understand it. I don't. Because one thing to back up a little bit or to shift focus one to one of the thing that I don't understand fully is in the midst of such a terrifying situation such as the fire everlastingly growing and getting closer and closer why won't you just take the easy route and just jump jump out the window get it over with disappear where is the optimism that the fire will either deal with itself you can deal with the fire or somebody will come and save you from the fire it didn't make sense to me and it's Quite honestly, I'm still struggling to understand where that feeling comes from. But I think the blind, the hopeful optimism that you feel on a day-to-day basis that helps you avoid jumping from the fire is one that should be played into, not one that should be made into a fear, not one that should you should be afraid of necessarily. And I think the bl- the quote-unquote blind optimism could be based in the simple idea. If the fire reaches you, you're dead. If 
you decide to jump from the window, you're dead. Your outcome will be the same at the end of the day. If you know the outcome is the same, why not try to change what happens as you get there? And that's the first thing that comes to mind. And that's a pretty odd, peculiar way. By all means, that statement is not meant to be taken as advice. But the general idea is there, which is what I kind of want to touch on now, which is, okay, the fire is here. Can I diminish it at the very least? You know, do I have to do I have to sit here and be agonized in unbearing, you know, torturous pains or can it just be a little bit slower? Something that isn't even fire at that point. Can I just die of can I? basically just die of natural causes so can someone please put the fire out or at least put it out so it's not a wildfire just allow me the opportunity to just slowly and comfortably go out but what even gives you the optimism for that and i think the optimism for that comes from recognizing that the situation is rectifiable and I pray I use that word correctly, but I say that word in realization as a general realization that it'll be okay. It will be okay. You know, it'll be okay until it's not okay, but you know, most likely it'll be okay. Anyway, you can have your fun. You can have your fun. You'll find out what okay is. You can break out of your mental shell and you know, you'll be able to enjoy life, you'll enjoy life, you'll be able to do so many things that felt as if it was impossible to do because of the fire that was entrapping you in your room prior to, and, you know, it's just, even if the fire doesn't diminish the way that you want it to, there is still peace to be found in dancing in the fire to begin with. It'll still be okay. I don't believe in a scenario of a situation where it won't be fully okay. And, you know, maybe that's just hopeful thinking and, you know, it will forever be a level of hopeful thinking but I think at the end of the day it's better to just sit there and embrace the fire knowing that you don't have to be engulfed in it sure somebody can save you in your last moments get rid of the fire you can be who you want to be without having to fear about being burnt but at the same time, if you are burnt, it doesn't mean it's the end of everything. Somebody will still love you for your scars and the way that you feel and the things you have gone through. Visible, invisible. Don't worry about how you might look on the outside of getting through the fire. The most important thing you can do is get through the fire because once you get through the fire i mean that's the that's the scariest part no if you manage to jump through the flames and get out or someone puts the flames out 
when the only thing she'll be thinking about is, you know, smoke, smog, and, you know, oh, this is what I've dealt with, this is what I've gotten through, this is, this is my story, I've done it, I did this, this is my, I don't want to say my thing, but this is just what I've been able to get through, can't nothing hold me no more. If you're able to make it out of a house fire, I'm willing to bet if your oven starts to go a little bit haywire, you're not going to lose your mind. You're not going to break down and start crying. You've seen it before. You're stronger. You're better for it. It's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. In the same sense that if you manage to manifest that fire and use it, you'll still be better for it. That's what I believe this podcast has been. This podcast and some of the, my general stronger efforts in life has been in, uh, has been all as an effort to manifest the vibe that was trying to consume me instead of falling victim to it. I take my pain, I take my feelings, my depression, and quite honestly, my suicidal thoughts, and I try to convert it into, I don't want to say lessons, because I don't want to say I'm a teacher, but I just talk about it. I just want to offload it, talk about it, and try to talk about it vaguely enough to the point where I can maybe help someone else out. Because if I can help someone else out, then I know that the pain that I went through, the pain that I've seen others go through to get these type of lessons and understand so many things now wasn't in vain. We as humans are social creatures. So if I'm able to save anybody from any type of negative, terrible feeling, then there's no reason for me not to try to do so. I'm not about to sit here and try to gatekeep information or whatever. I'm not about to try to hide the secret fire escape from you just so you know you can maybe come out of it the same that I did and you have a you know an appreciation for the ritual or you feel as if you were blessed that you jumped from the window and landed into a tarp net. I could just save you myself. Now I believe that's what everyone should do because the fire is disgustingly oppressive and even being the world's most renowned firefighter might not save someone from the world's worst fire. But the people who do their science, do their research can understand that you can beat that fire before it even exists. You can cry out for help you can, I don't want to say cry out, you can ask for help earlier, you can respond to her please faster. And doing one of those things, both of those things, is how we can save so many people in this world. Because so many people decide to jump out their window, then stay hopeful that somebody might save them. And in this type of metaphor, someone or something, whether it be yourself or someone else, is rapidly approaching in an attempt to truly save you from that fire, the way that you feel, the terrible feelings that you feel. There is there is an escape. There's an escape on the horizon. But with each time that you start to scoot towards the edge, each time that you start to become more complacent with taking that fall instead of Maybe with sending that burn only solidifies the grave in the zone of impact.
that would be created by you legitimately jumping out of that window. And it's a scary fall. It's a scary fall, to be honest. Once you do it, you don't have an option out of it either. You have to make your mind up. You have to sacrifice everything that might be ahead of you. There's so much ahead of you. If the fire clears, you can do whatever you want to do. Save people from their fires. Or just play around and just do as you please. Continuously put out your fire as well. Because that wildfire will continuously try to burn the happiest people. Happy people are still unhappy at some point in their life. They're not perfect. They don't claim to be perfect necessarily. But they're not perfect people. But we all need each other to try to keep one another out of the fire. The fire is bound to consume all of us in everything. If you don't take the time to deal with it thank you for dealing with the analogy because it's falling versus fire will forever be an analogy towards the idea of mental health everyone deals with some form of bad mental health because not anyone or everyone comes from such an ideal life no one had the perfect friends with the perfect relationships teachers perfect familiar units whatever Nope. Something is bound to go wrong, whether it is strongly wrong or not, whether it be one blind on your window is tilted a slightly up to, you know, losing family members and friends by seemingly the day. Nothing, you know, something is bound to go wrong. The fire never truly disappears the fire always exists but you shall be damned if you don't decide to keep trying to fight it and keep trying to find people who are willing to fight the fire with you people need you here that's the amazing thing whether it be to recruit you for further firefighting purposes or to just have your presence in people's lives because your presence is a presence to many people whether you are aware of it or not you are loved you are wanted the fire is scary the fire is one that many if not all have seen and faced by some means but we don't want you to jump it might, we understand that it makes sense to stand so close to the ledge. It's, there's safety there, there's comfort, there's understanding there. But we don't, we don't want to lose you. We don't want you to actually jump from it. We want you to take your moment of deep breath before you decide to put your mask on and get back into the issue. Not, not only afraid of if, but quite honestly being confident in and eventually knowing that you can fix whatever problem that you saw and what you see in yourself or whether you see it in yourself or you see it in someone near you that type of engine that type of feeling i hope is always a part of you 
And I hope it's always a part of you because it helps you deal with the unsavory parts of life. It helps you understand that everything will be perfect, but you don't need everything to be perfect. You can deal with the fires yourself. You can fix it all and you'll be a better person for it. You'll be stronger for it. And in a sense, things will just be better. But you can't jump out that window. Jumping out that window will cause more issues. And if there's anything firefighters don't want to see when dealing with a fire is realizing that all their efforts in the midst of trying to help was worthless. Not to say that you should care necessarily or base your thoughts around it, but it's demoralizing to people, to them. I hope they keep going, but we still don't, we don't want you to still be a part of that number. We don't want you to splatter. You might have to be burnt by the fire a little bit. We don't want you to fall. But the reason why the fire exists and the reason why I'm telling you to dance so close and so much with the fire, knowing that it might hurt, is because I believe that the fire can either save or help you. Eventually, it will be your best friend. But for now, that type of feeling in the way of how it feels if you need to move into it to deal with it, as scary as it is, is quite absurd.